2012 NBA Draft. We have the mock draft. We continue to mock the draft. And Tom Tolbert made his selection for us at uh, Warriors.com. He was picking for the Golden State Warriors. But we wanted other input and uh, no better place to go than to Steve Berman, who, of course, runs a Bay Area sports guy. Dot com and he has his own mock draft there. So you want to go over there and check it out. He has his first seven picks already up. And Steve, a pleasure to talk to you again. And, and uh, how are things? Good, Tim. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, be fun to see what happens in the draft on June 28th. As you get ready for this draft, how, how do you see this draft uh, playing out in front of the Golden State Warriors? Well, um, I did the mock draft on the site based on everyone standing pat and making their picks where they're assigned. However, I think that the chances of that actually happening aren't very good. Uh, I think that there's a lot of play after that number one pick where Anthony Davis is sure to go, where teams are going to be jumping from place to place. And uh, with the Warriors having a surplus of picks, both in the first round and the second round, I, I can see the Warriors definitely making a move either trading up or even trading down, trading for a veteran. Um, I think that really uh, the thing to expect is, is probably a little bit of chaos on draft night, but you never know. Now, Bay Area sports guy is not just about the Golden State Warriors. You guys cover all the Bay Area sports. If people haven't been to your site, how would you describe it? Well, um, there's uh, it's kind of a mixture of sort of blog-style writing, uh, but there's also some, I guess, I don't know, traditional, but there's some journalism involved, too. You know, I uh, covered several Warriors games, you know, in the uh, media section this last year. I'm at a lot of the Giants games in the press box and in the clubhouse. So there's also videos and interviews with players and coaches and things. So really it's kind of a, it's kind of a mix of traditional and new and uh, trying to keep it light at all times with uh, humor if, if we can get it in there. It's kind of a, I don't want to say it's a work in progress, because that implies that uh, you don't have it the way you want, but, it, but, it, but it's, kind of, it, it's kind of evolving, isn't it? I would say so. Um, you know, I think that I, I didn't really know in the beginning in 08 when I started it exactly how it was going to go, so I just kept writing and writing, and I think that, you know, when you, the more you write, the more your voice evolves, the more what you cover evolves, and then, you know, the Warriors are the first team actually to reach out and uh, let me come and cover things, you know, with a with media credential and all that kind of deal. Uh, you know, my in my past, I've just been covering high school and, and college athletics, you know, for different newspapers and such. But, uh, you know, with uh, actually seeing, you know, what happens behind the scenes with these professional teams, it, it kind of changes things a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I would say for the better, it's, it's just been fun the whole way through, and I'm sure it'll keep changing. What do you see with the Golden State Warriors, their needs? What would you like to see them improve on for next year? Well, I mean, you know, and they've said this many times, obviously, their rebounding was uh, pretty poor last season. I think that's that's probably the first place that they'll aim. Uh, a lot of talk has been about, you know, getting an upgrade to the small forward spot as a, as a starter, but I think even more so, um, they just need overall depth, you know, with the, you know, with the injuries that happened last year. And, uh, you know, if you're looking at both uh, in the backcourt, and especially in the front court, and, you know, there's a lot of guys that were kind of cycling through there playing for you know, power forward and center who weren't on the team to start the season, you know, especially with Kwame Brown's injury and, uh, and then trading for Andrew Bogan, who wasn't able to play, and, and Andre Speedner's being injured and, and ineffective. So 
I would say just overall, uh, you know, the number one thing, probably rebounding and, and interior scoring, really. Of the guys who are on, like, the bubble, and guys who could or, or, or uh, may not come back, uh, guys like maybe Nate Robinson, Dominic McGuire, players like that, who would you like to keep? Well, I, I think that uh, I think Dominic McGuire uh, is someone that they'll want to bring back uh, just because, uh, if anything else, I mean, not just his defensive versatility. Obviously, offensively, he's a little limited. But uh, you know, I, I think he kind of brought a, a, an attitude to the Warriors that had been a little bit lacking in previous years in terms of toughness. And I think you see with guys like Tony Allen and uh, you know throughout the league that uh, you know you can need a little bit of that in the, on the team, and, and he provides that. I I also think that I don't know how how feasible it's going to be, and I think that you know a lot could depend on the Warriors trade for a veteran small forward. But I thought Brandon Rush was kind of under the radar, one of the better bench players in the league. He's really efficient. Uh, he's a, obviously a fantastic outside shooter, and uh, I really liked actually his defensive activity. I, I thought that uh, per minute he probably provided you know as much punch as anybody on the Warriors all around. What's the most surprising thing? to you about the uh, following that the Golden State Warriors have? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think that there's, uh, you know, another team, in, in, even in this region, not just the NBA, but uh, in the Bay Area overall that, you know, could, could really pack it in as many, uh, you know, <laughs> as consistently as they do, you know, when missing the playoffs 17 out of the last 18 years. It's, uh, it's, it's really a, a tribute to the fans who, who keep coming and keep staying optimistic and uh, I think really it's going to be where maybe it was you know not really known on a national level maybe ten years ago. I think we believe kind of brought to the forefront. Now I think the rest of the country knows they're like, wow, the Warriors fans are ridiculously loyal and passionate. So yeah, I think uh, I think now it's not even a local secret. I think everyone knows. So tell me if you're the Warriors at number seven on draft day, and and as always with you know these types of uh, talk show like questions. Uh, we always go with the assumption that there is no big trade ahead of this pick, and and uh, that would that would really change the focus of the draft. So, with things going the way most people believe it would go, uh, how would Steve Berman, Bay Area sports guy, select for the Warriors at number seven? Well, I think that the just based on you know my preliminary research, I really think that of the top six guys I have going before the Warriors, if any of them were available. Uh, and the Warriors, I think, would be well suited to draft any of them, and that's uh, that's Thomas Robinson, Michael K. Gilchrist, Harrison Barnes, especially. I think the Warriors would really love to have him. Andre Drummond, the center of the Connecticut, Bradley Beal, I think, is a is a great prospect, great shooter, really athletic. But I think all those guys are going to be gone. So I, I really I, I thought it was more between two guys, Jared Solinger and Terrence Jones out of Kentucky, and. Uh, well, I, I think in the end, uh, just because the Warriors don't have another pick next year, probably uh, in, you know, in the first round, it's probably going to go to Utah. This might be the last time they're in the lottery for quite some time, or hopefully it will be. I think they'll go with the quote-unquote safe pick and take Jared Bollinger, just because he's put up scoring numbers for two years uh, at Ohio State that are strong. Uh, he's a guy who rebounds, you know, nine or ten a game, um, and I think while Terrence Jones is sort of the more high upside guy who, be more personal, can play that three spot. I think uh, Solinger is sort of more the known commodity, high basketball IQ, great personality. 
I think that's kind of, you know, if you look at Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, David Lee, Andrew Boga, the guys they're adding, they, they look like they really want to add guys who are kind of heady players. And uh, I see Solinger as being more into that vein. And, and maybe Terrence Jones or another guy people are looking at, Perry Jones the third. You know, it's funny, too, because uh, a lot of people are going with, with Solinger. I'm a little uh, worried. You know, I always worry about guys who are a little undersized uh, heading into the pros. He's a little undersized at the four. But I will say this. The one thing that always translates from uh, college to pro is rebounding. So if he rebounds, then certainly he'll find a spot uh, for the Warriors because they do need rebounding. Yeah, he's he's definitely a guy who will get you you know nine or ten, and and I, and I think that that's as as much of anything when you're watching the Warriors last year, they give up so many second chance points, and uh, and that doesn't just you know hurt on the score; it's kind of mentally defeating as well, and you know it's it's hard to put a rally together when you're not able to get the ball in the transition, so. I think that the, the comparisons between Solinger and a guy like Kevin Love are a little bit overstated because Love, Love is a little bit uh, bigger player, and uh, I think he's a little bit quicker as well. But there are some there are some similarities there, and I think that the Warriors, you know, with, they don't really want to draft a guy this high in hope. You know, I think they've, they've had their fill of the Anthony Randolphs and, and guys who could either blow up or, or blow up in their faces, and I, I think that Solinger is a guy that, you know, is, you know, not that much of a risk in terms of, you know, he's going to go in there, he's going to produce something. So I think that's where they'll go. And, of course, Perry Jones the third also is a guy that, that people have very strong opinions about. And uh, he could move up or he could be a middle of the, middle of the first round. Steve, as I let you go, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, BayAreaSportsGuy.com. What do you guys have in store for the summer? Well, uh, we're going to be uh, covering the Giants. You know, I got some stuff up from uh, last night's Giants game. Uh, definitely be covering the NBA draft. You have you um, have the so, you have the uh, oh, solution. You have the solution for Tim Linskin. Then you have you have the the right path for Linskin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can go that far. I did actually uh, go through his last start and uh, look at some stats. And and one of the interesting things about him, obviously, his command is uh, is is having some trouble, but. You know, he, his, his fastball has gone down a block through this change of the state of fame, and, uh, you know, it looks like, you know, one of the things that fastball change of guys need to have is maybe a 10-mile-an-hour difference between each pitch. I know we're kind of getting inside baseball, but, uh, you know, I think that with Lincecum was able to maybe throw his change up even a little slower and keep hitters more on balance, you know, that could help until he gets his command back in order. But, uh you know, who, who knows? I mean, maybe his dad needs to come and hang out and live with him. <laughs> Everyone's got a different idea for him. That's uh, That was the uh, the Joe Smith theory. You know, when Mom was around, he was a great player. When Mom took off, that was it. You know, he became an average player the rest of his career. But uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, how do, how do people uh, follow you on Twitter? I'm at uh, BA Sports Guy, uh, all one word. And I'm also on Facebook, if you just search Barry Sports Guy on Facebook. And uh, uh, you can find me there. And uh, and then obviously BayAreaSportsGuy.com is is where where it all happens. If you're a Bay Area sports fan, you definitely want to follow him on Twitter. I can give you a a definite uh, pat on the back for that because you you have good tweets and it's you're updated on stuff and you, you follow stories and it's uh, it's it's good stuff, my friend. Oh, thanks, uh, and you're as well a good follow yourself. Uh, you know, Warriors Fox. Uh, you know, I'll plug you as well. I'm sure you don't really need the help, but. Uh, I enjoy following you as well, Tim. 
I always need the help. Always need the help. Steve Berman of BayAreaSportsGuy.com. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us, and thank you for making uh, another selection for the Golden State Warriors. Thanks for having me, Tim. That's Steve Berman of BayAreaSportsGuy.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and also go to the website for any of your favorite sports teams. Of course, the Golden State Warriors, well represented there. We continue our coverage of the 2012 NBA Draft. I'm Tim Roy for Warriors.com.